thank you for tuning in to the Transformed Podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad, which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. This podcast challenges us to be different from this world in which we live and to transform ourselves into the best that we can be for God. Here is your host, Caleb Rutherford. All men make mistakes, but a good man yields when he knows his course is wrong and repairs the evil. The only crime is pride. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. Again, I'm thankful for you. I'm so grateful for this podcast and that you listen to this podcast. I hope it's beneficial to you in your walk with Christ. I hope you are growing closer to Him in your relationship Uh, And I hope you're helping other people grow as well. I hope that you are learning and that you're applying those things to your life and that you're helping those around you learn to become better as well. As always, we always say this before every podcast. Remember, if you can, go give us a rating or review on whatever platform it is that you're using. And also, if you can, check out our website. Go to scatteredabroad.org. There you can find all the information that you need to know about our network. And you can also find all the other podcasts. I'm not the only podcast underneath this network, but we have several others That put out good content, biblical information, and things that you might want to know and learn. And so go to our website, and there you can find any information that you need. Also, if you can, go to the bottom of the website and sign up for our email list. And there you're going to um, be able to be informed of all the things that go on with the network. You're going to be able to find um, all of our blog articles and everything will be sent to you on a monthly basis. If you've been going along with us, you know that our theme is this idea of transforming out of. We've been talking about different things, different sins, different things in life that drag us down, that hold us down from transforming. And we're talking about how we're growing out of those things. We're becoming better and different from those things um, as we need to continue be continue to be evolving and growing in our Christian life. And so today I want to talk about, again, as you probably figured out by the quote from the beginning of this episode, we're going to talk about pride today. And you know, when I think about pride I think, you know, what a word, what a topic to discuss today. And we could spend so much time on this. We could spend uh, hours talking about pride because it's something that I think we all deal with in some form or capacity. I think about us as Americans, we have such an issue, such a problem with this idea of pride, because if you think about it, people want to be right, don't they? Nobody wants to be wrong. Nobody wants to be proven wrong. Nobody wants to have the wrong information or the wrong answer to whatever it is. And I think that's kind of where pride stems from. The fact that you think that you could never, ever be wrong. Or could you? You see, when you're prideful, in your own eyes, in your own mind, in your thoughts, you're thinking, you're not wrong, are you? You're never wrong. And we're going to talk about that in just a few moments. But I think so many people in our world, maybe even Christians today as well, don't think that they're prideful. And I think maybe you see a common theme throughout these episodes that we've been doing. So many of these are issues um, that we think that we don't have an issue with. They are things that we think that we don't struggle with. And yet so oftentimes it's it's these areas in which we are faltering. Whether it be from thinking that maybe we have arrived as a Christian, maybe we have gotten to where we need to be um, as an individual, or maybe we think that we're too good to go back and work on those things that we feel like we already know, whatever it might be. But when people fail to realize that pride can be and oftentimes is an issue, failure begins to set in. When we talk about pride, the word humble comes to mind. Are you a humble person? 
maybe you're thinking in your mind, I'm the most humble person I know. And if that's your thought, then, well, <laughs> maybe you need to have a little conversation with, with, you, with yourself. But humbleness is something that we ought to always strive for, yet so often pride gets in the way. Pride gets in the way of so many things that we try to do as Christians and as individuals. So today, let's talk about it. Let's talk about pride. How can we identify it? How can we combat it? How do we know if it's a problem? How do we overcome it? Let's fight it every single day and let's do so together. Let's talk about pride. Now, I think just kind of at the outset, we know pride can be and is an issue. But how does it get there? How does pride become an issue? How does pride become something that we have to battle and fight every single day? You know, I don't think that there's a single person on this earth who wakes up and says, you know what? Today, I'm going to be prideful. I'm going to be prideful today. I'm going to be rude today. I'm, I'm going to be uh, this or that or whatever it might be. But we go on our day and we end up acting like it, though, don't we? We end up talking like it, don't we? We end up living like it, don't we? So how? How does it become an issue? If we don't choose to do so when we wake up in the morning, how does it creep in? I think it's a lot of different things, but specifically when we talk about Scripture, I go to, I go to 1 John chapter 2, and I think about verse 16, where John says, For all that's in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. You know, I think it's interesting that the pride of life is last on that list of three things. Lust to the flesh, lust to the eyes, and the pride of life. And I would like to make the observation here for just a moment that you cannot have one of these without the other, can you? You can't have the lust of the flesh without the pride of life. You can't have the lust of the eyes without the pride of life. And you can't have the pride of life without the lust of the flesh and the eyes. They all coincide. They all go together. They all go hand in hand. And hand, let me give you an example of this. Genesis chapter 3, and a little bit of background to chapter 3. You go into chapter 3 of Genesis, chap, uh, of the book of Genesis, and creation has just happened. Um, and Adam and Eve are there in the garden. They've been told um, to eat of whatever they want, but don't eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. We know the serpent comes to Eve, the woman, and he changes one word that God says. And he says, you will not surely die if you eat of it, even though God had explicitly told them that they would. Um, And so you get to verse 6, and here's what I find very interesting. Genesis chapter 3 and verse 6, I want you to listen. The Bible says, so when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. You know, I think about how we can see all three of these things from 1 John chapter 2 here in Genesis 3 and verse 6. You have the lust of the flesh. The tree was good for food. You have the lust of the eyes. It was pleasant to the eyes. It was pleasant for her to look at. And then you have the, the pride of life. It was desirable to make one wise. You see, we all want wisdom, don't we? We all want to be wise, considered wise individuals. And I even think that we all have wisdom at some point. I think we all think that we have wisdom, and maybe you do have it. But how many of us have wisdom, but then boast to everyone else about it? How many of you know someone who just cannot wait to tell you all that they know about everything? You bring something up, and they say, oh, I know all about this, and they give you a rundown of everything that they know. I think about James chapter 4. 
Specifically, beginning of verse 13, James says, Come now you who say, today or tomorrow, we will go to such and such a city, spend a year there, buy and sell and make a profit, whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. For what is your life? It's even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or that. But now you boast in your arrogance, and all such boasting is evil. I think about the way that they planned. And obviously, there's nothing wrong with planning. If you don't plan, chaos ensues and nothing is ever accomplished. But I think about how they planned and how they did so without Almighty God. And that's the point that James is making. They chose their own time, today or tomorrow. They chose their own location, such and such a city. They chose the duration. They're going to spend a year there. They chose what they were going to do, buy and sell. And then they chose what their objective was. They're going to make a profit. And again, nothing inherently wrong with planning, but think about the pride that it took and that it does take to plan without God, to assume without God. But notice what James says. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, if it is in his plan, we're going to live and do this or that. But now you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. You see how everything stems from selfish pride and arrogance. You see, that's the thing about pride. Pride is so utterly destructive, isn't it? It tears down friendships. It ruins relationships. It tears apart churches. The number one reason why congregations split, if you really get down to the heart of the matter, is because of pride. It's because of selfish pride. Just about every single evil thing that there is in this life, it stems right from the heart. Selfish pride. That's why it's so important to completely, to wholly rid yourself of any pride that you might have. In fact, 1 Peter 5 and verse 5, Peter says, Likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. You know, it's a lot easier to be prideful than it is to be humble, isn't it? And that, that's the thing. And I, I think about evil and wickedness and sin in general. It, it's easy to do the wrong thing, isn't it? It's easy because it doesn't take a lot of work. It doesn't take a lot of willpower. It doesn't take a lot of strength or mind to do the wrong thing. But you see, it's not easy to grow. It's not easy to transform. But it is easy to allow our mouths to say the wrong kinds of words. It's easy to allow our eyes to take in the wrong kinds of things, the things that they shouldn't. It's easy to be prideful. I heard it said one time this way, pride is at the heart of bullying and entitlement. You know, I think about our world, our culture, our society today, how it so much fosters this mindset of I'm entitled to everything. Everything ought to go my way. And if it doesn't, then I'm going to fight and argue and I'm going to pitch a tantrum until I get my way. That's what our world fosters. That's the mindset, the attitude that our world pushes upon people. 
And unfortunately, this mindset describes a lot of adults today, doesn't it? I've never seen so many adults act in such a childish way than in our world right now. I think so much about passages of Scripture that talk about pride. Proverbs 13 and verse 10, By pride comes nothing but strife, but the well-advised is wisdom. Why do people argue? I'm not saying it's wrong to never bring up another point in some kind of debate or argument, but why do people fight? Why do people cause strife? Because I'm always right, and you're always wrong. I'm never wrong. See, pride, that's what pride is. Pride tells you that you're never wrong. Pride tells you the other person is always wrong. By pride comes nothing but strife. I think about Isaiah 2, 11 and 12. The lofty looks of a man shall be humbled. The haughtiness of men shall be bowed down, and the Lord alone shall be exalted in that day. You see, when we become prideful, we exalt ourselves above the Lord. When we become prideful, we exalt ourselves above God in who he is. Verse 12, for the day of the Lord of hosts shall come upon everything proud and lofty, upon everything lifted up, and it shall be brought low. If you're prideful, if you're haughty, if you're entitled, one day you will be brought low. Proverbs 11 and verse 2, when pride comes, then comes shame, but with humble is wisdom. Proverbs 16 and verse 18, pride goes before destruction. You know this verse, a haughty spirit before a fall. Proverbs 6, 16 and 17, these six things the Lord hates. Yes, seven are an abomination to him. Number one, a proud look. I know that pride is wrong. I know that we know pride is wrong. So how do we defeat it? How do we push pride back down into the ground? How do we stomp on it? How do we get it rid? How do we get rid of it in our lives? How do we defeat pride? Forwards. Stop thinking about yourself. You see, it all goes back to selfishness, doesn't it? James 4 and verse 6, God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, submit to God. Submit to God. You cannot submit yourself if you have an attitude of pride. If you are constantly consumed with you, yourself, and I, then you leave no room to submit yourself to Almighty God. Listen, pride tells you that you don't need God. Pride tells you that you don't need anyone else but you. And yet we read all throughout Scripture about how we have been literally created to be dependent upon our Creator. Jeremiah 10 verse 23, O Lord, I know the way of man is not in himself. It's not in man who walks to direct his own steps. Look to God. Submit to him. Rely on him. That's how you defeat pride. You see, Paul didn't say, imitate me and leave it at that, did he? Paul didn't say, it's I who live and Christ no longer lives in me. It's not what he said. But, you know, the sad thing about it is that so many people don't realize the potential that's found within themselves because they are so caught up, they're so enamored in their own selfish pride. 
if we could just humble ourselves and understand and realize that we are so lowly, if we could just understand that, then maybe, just maybe, we could begin to be busy about the work that God would have you and I to do. Thanks again so much for listening to this episode, and always remember, don't conform, but transform. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. That's thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms, and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.